Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Gaming Podcast Live, the official gaming podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Magazine. Uh, my name's Robin. I'm the founder of Gaming Magazine, um, and I'm joined by the wonderful Mia Bites as my fabulous co-host. Um, apart That's from me. hot, Hello. how are you? I'm, 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 I'm sweltering. I am <laughs> hating everything. I took about oh. uh, three showers already today. Um, cold showers. It just, it's, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what's going on. What's just go, going on? It's, uh, I know, it's, it's crazy. Hot. It's crazy for everyone like, out there. Um, the, the UK, where we both currently uh, reside, uh, is going through a heat wave. It's about 30 odd degrees, 90 odd degrees in American temperature money. Um, and we don't have AC because we're a country that doesn't need AC, apparently, because we're stiff up a British lip, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so today has been a day of hugging a fan and drinking lots of ice cold drinks. Um, yeah, apologies oh. in advance for audio listeners if you can hear like fans or anything in the background. It's pretty much needed. Um, yes, we can't handle this kind absolutely. of heat because we're British. Absolutely. Um, and normally I'm, I'm, I am, I am quite professional, um, which is, I'm, I'm sure it's hard to believe for some people. Um, but I am quite professional and I normally have my window closed, but tonight, uh, my window will be open. Uh, well, anything could happen. Anything could literally happen anything at all. Maybe the neighbors, but whatever the neighbors are doing could literally happen. Uh, so let this excitement percolate around the, uh, around the podcast for a moment, uh, about exactly. what's coming, about yeah. what's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I will. I do want to say, as per usual, just to yes. keep reminding you, those who are here joining this live, since it's a live podcast, you can interact with us here in Twitch chat, or you can head on over to gamingmagazine.com, sorry, gamingmag.com forward slash Discord, and, uh, you know, chat away in the Discord over there. Pop, pop, on, pop on in and, uh, you know, talk to us. Give, give us your, uh, your takes on things. Like, uh, um video games in general the gay world of video games anything anything queer and geeky uh we are there for you now this july twitch are celebrating talk shows and podcasts and we're very honored uh to be part of that featured lineup uh we are on the home page the front page tonight isn't this exciting uh as part of this month um, we're changing on the podcast we're changing things up a bit uh and for the video watchers the live stream watchers uh there'll be two 90 second ad breaks in the show this not only helps support our channel but it also means that anyone coming into the show doesn't have to sit through 30 seconds of pre-roll ads they can just jump straight Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. see all of our pretty faces and listen to the stuff we're talking about i nearly said a swear word at that point um Mm, i've been told by twitch on the front page i have to keep my language but we can't I have swear to keep my page. language my language it's, fresh it's the bad time to swear on front page but, um, <laughs> yeah if you want to uh, like the best thing that you can do right now you can like just support us by being here or if you want to avoid those advertisements you can totally hit the sub mm. button and subscribe to the stream that's a whole thing you can absolutely do. now uh it's it's digipride at the moment i don't know if you knew it this. is i don't know if, if you all knew this we've pretty much been digipride for a while now since since june um you can go over to gamingmag.com forward slash digipride to check out all of the things that are going on with digipride uh but right now because it is a digipride special podcast we have not one but two super special guests today and our first guest is all the way from uh, the, the lovely makers of Fall Guys, Mediatonic, it's Talk Shaw. Hey, Talk. Huzzah. Oh, wait, that's me. Hello. Hi. That is. Welcome that is to the you. show. That is you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Hello. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm sweating like some kind of machine built for that purpose, but otherwise I am fine. <laughs> yes, and a, a fellow Brit resident of uh, of no air conditioning. Um, I have a tiny fellow fan. British resident of hell. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. The recent discovery of a tiny fan in your loft, yeah. though, seems to have been a game changer. Uh, I wish it were. I could just basically it's just making a noise right now. But you wait, know, is okay. that the fan behind you? Sorry. Don't. Let's not, let's not start listeners. off the podcast of a size queen over fans. Like, it doesn't even look like a fan. It looks like the smallest AC unit I've ever seen. Well, I think That's, you're supposed to oh, put water in it, but I tried wait, putting water wait. in it. I just came Hold out on. again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not a show are you sure about that, that, you sure that not like a pump for an aquarium? Are you... I, I, th I thought it was like a thing where you put water in it and the, for some reason, something about physics makes that cooler. But I, I think tried it might be ice, I'll be honest. Maybe you're right. Maybe that was my mistake. But <laughs> all I've actually done is soak this table because <laughs> it just came out right away. Well, at least so... you've cooled down the table sufficiently. Well, I guess. Cool. And I avoided an electric yeah. shock as well. So that's that's kind of also a good thing about tipping water time. into in, into an electric device. Uh, the table thanks you for your work of of, uh, of keeping it cool um so welcome to the podcast mediatonic are one of our fabulous sponsors of of digipride um what is it tell us everyone tell us all uh, what is it you do at mediatonic uh so uh yeah i was originally hired at mediatonic to do um what we we're doing was trying to develop sort of new concepts new ideas um uh within the studio uh, come up with new games and what have you and then develop those and pitch those to potential partners and and publishers and what have you um, and I'm still doing a wee bit of that in the background, but since the sort of runaway success or stumble away success, I should say, of Four Guys, um, I am now also working quite a lot on the Four Guys team. Uh, so uh, at the moment, uh, my role is um, mostly involved with uh, uh, creating the law for the world, for the Four Guys world. Mm. And then uh, all guys, that sounds quite interesting. Tell us, tell it, us about that. Like, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, are you, you're, are, you, are you partially responsible for that horrifying internal image of the the beam that I saw on social media with a skeleton inside? So I was not yet working on the team at that point. Um, okay. I feel okay. Like is that the, part of the lore? Is that official? Is that officially part of the? Lore? I think it's not canon. I feel like the team had uncanoned it almost immediately because okay. of the terror and the horror of the of the object <laughs> yeah. itself um so yeah i do i mean there are some bits and pieces to work with it's, it's a super interesting role like the it's a really interesting part of the game obviously that doesn't exist in a big way right now um but the community have been pretty active in terms of sort of putting together law and, and there seems to be an interest in, in that side of things um and for me as a designer it's super interesting to provide a kind of um uh, like another axis for engagement really for people who are mm -hmm. excited about that kind of thing that part of the game something else to get excited about and get involved in and and what i'm keen to do uh is to make this process a kind of sort of community inclusive process so um i think that in some live services games there can be a bit of a sense that the lore is something that's being done to the players um like it's just not happening there in the background the world is mm. progressing without you sometimes you get to be a wee bit involved here and there but i'm super keen that we can um uh, have more uh, a play and community involvement in some of the choices that I made as part of the law development process and they can make changes to the world and be involved in that process along the way. So we'll see how that pans out. I'm only, I've been on the team I think about three months, three and a half months, so my first few bits and pieces will be appearing um, in this next season, um, sort of coming up in this next season. So that really is, I suppose, in some ways, the beginning of the official law. It'll sort of be trickling out on the social medias and there's a wee bit of stuff in game, um, but we'll be working up uh, more and more of that as the seasons progress. I'm I'm not gonna yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. really curious because, and I'm not I'm not after any kind of like spoilers at this point because I know you 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 would literally be sort of uh, you'd be you'd be yeeted in in a heartbeat. Um, but from a from a game that's inherently uh, a load of beans running across a bridge trying to dodge and dive and and survive, 
how is it how do you build lore into that is it the backstory of each particular bean is it uh, the setting they're in is it the world they're in or uh yes it's the answer i mean it's all of that really uh like i uh, the first sort of bit for me um really was thinking about how the world works and why they're doing what they're doing and what what it is that they're involved in um and then sort of from that uh, i wanted to try and understand what might be the kind of central conflicts in that space because it's not really um i mean it's a very uh it's a it's an e-rated game like there's it's challenging to find your traditional video game conflict um there's mm -hmm. a bit of player to player conflict but really actually the community are great about supporting each other and i kind of wanted that vibe to come through too um as we develop the the lore and the, and the setup for the world so um uh, yeah, I mean, it's about framing what the what the beans are doing, why they're doing it, uh, who some of the beans are, uh, and then later on, it starts to inform some of the choices we make uh, about uh, gameplay, about places that the beans might go, about settings that they might be in, um, and then sort of conversely, we want to try and work a lot of the the kind of gameplay and the way that the community used the, the product, as it were, back into the law. So. Mm -hmm. There are some bits and pieces that are related to things that have happened with the community during the life of the game uh, and some of the stuff that they've talked about in terms of what they believe the law to be. And then just trying to sort of uh, fold in the kind of um, uh, cooperative, uh, chaotic vibe that there is for that game, even though it is technically a kind of PvP environment. Mm. Excellent. I mean, I'm really excited to see how that develops. Uh, I really am. It's an amazing game. Um, and I think to sort of see how that then grows and, and sort of the world of the world of Fall Guys kind of keeps expanding is, is really, really exciting. Um, tell me about your journey sort of through the industry. I know you've been through a few studios and, and it sort of started off in different ways, but what's your been sort of your your journey to where you are today? Uh, so it's not madly exciting, I guess. I started as a design intern um, uh, at a company in Greece, and then I went back to work for them as a designer. Um, and then following that, I my, my very first piece of work, sort of my very first paid piece of game design work was for the Pathfinder role-playing game. It was for a, a book. I think it was a book about, I think the, the piece I was writing was about a kind of abominable snowman type creature. Um, anyway, that was my very first piece of sort of game design work. And then after working for this company in Greece for a while, I moved on to working for Paizo on their MMO um, in uh, Seattle for a while. And then following on from that, I ended up uh, with Amazon at Amazon Games, um, working on a number of <laughs> cancelled titles, uh, a stream of cancelled mm. titles, as I you can, might imagine. I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why at all. <laughs> Just, that one, that one I, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was a huge amount. It was a great, it was a really fun time you know, for me, and it was a really interesting opportunity, but yeah, it was kind of chaotic. Mm. And uh, mm. what was really fun though was actually doing the Twitch work. It was quite a lot of work I did with mm. uh, and for Twitch at the same time, um, which was super cool, like getting involved in that stuff because I came to Twitch quite late. Uh, I am somewhat older and Twitch was not a thing that was a big part of my life um, <laughs> until I, <laughs> there you go, see, it took a bit of learning. Like it's super interesting. It's a really interesting <laughs> Tell space. Me about it. <laughs> and there's so much momentum in that space that I think it's a really, yeah. um, it's a really fun, uh, I think, to be a part of and involved with, but there was a lot of learning to be done. Um, and I think for Twitch too, like, I mean, for Twitch uh, as an organization, there's quite still quite a lot of learning to be done in terms of what happens at this scale and who their audience is now and what's happening with their audience. Um, and then perhaps even more so, what happens when you get gobbled up by a giant corporation? Like, what, what does that mean for your brand? Mm -hmm. What does it mean for your communities and what have you? Um, and so that was a really interesting space to work in for a while. And I learned a lot about working for a giant corporation. Um, and then for one reason or another, I decided not to do that anymore. And I'm now working for Mediatelic. Which is owned by an even giant corporation. Which just uh, got yeah. swallowed uh, by. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, speaking of 
Sonic in, in general. Uh, I know that there is some fabulous work that's being done by the internal LGBTQ group over at Mediatonic. Uh, are you looking forward to getting back involved with that when, when everything inevitably opens back up again? I am. Yeah, I am. It's actually super interesting to me, again, for reasons of being perhaps slightly older than, than many of the designers on that team or the other folks on the Mediatonic team. Um, it's really interesting being involved with their conversations and discussions because like, I've been involved in, in sort of the queer scene for a long time. I, I, my, start, my first job ever, real first grown-up job, was working in a, a gay bar in Glasgow. And I've been running um, parties and clubs and what have you and bits and pieces on the scene since then. But it's super interesting sort of seeing the conversations that they're having now like it's just a completely different um mm. uh, kind of environment and it's it's great it's so energizing and exciting to see that that sort of progress really like it's just a completely different world i think for queer people now than it than it was when i was a wee one kind of thing um so yeah i'm excited about getting involved with that that group and i i think the group i'll absolutely be led by that group rather than than um you know the i'm happy to lend any experience sort of doing events and what have you that they need but i really feel like they have a finger much more on the pulse than i do um and it's mm. so uh there's like a bunch of slack channels and it's just really nice to get randomly pinged throughout the day with some random queer nonsense like on the side of the work that you're doing do you know what i mean like to feel like that's a thing that's happening over there in the background the whole time mm -hmm. um there's actually now that i think about it there's an epic one too um uh, epic have their own um society i think it's called epic mega gaze and that also is is um <laughs> is more is That's more an amazing that. name i love that name it's kind of great it's so like mm -hmm. i don't know uh, uh almost aggressive but like it's kind of <laughs> genius um and that's that's sort of ticking over there too i'm on that slack too and i see that pinging nice. over and ticking over and it's just really fun to be able to have those conversations and discussions you know while you're in the middle of work rather mm -hmm. than ordinarily you'd have sort of you know your group of queer friends who you mm -hmm. would chat with out of work kind of thing and, and you didn't really bring it into the workplace in the same way um but it, it's it's just part of being alive now do you know what i mean in a way that i think is really yeah, interesting and inspiring it's so gratifying to hear uh and inspiring to hear that like mm. i not just yourselves but like a bunch of different like game industry uh, developers and publishers and now like have these internal groups it, it makes me so happy and thinking we're actually moving in the right direction and moving towards positive change for inclusion and in the queer community in general so so good to hear Absolutely. And even in the product, like it's super great being able to discuss the products with those groups. Mm. Um, like it's it's really interesting to me when I have questions or, or, or decisions that we're making about parts of a product or about a new product to get input from a sort of more diverse bunch of, of voices, really. And you can do it so easily in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like you can just reach mm. out to these people and say, what do you think about this kind of thing? And then you can start folding that into your discussions and your conversations really early on rather than making you know, terrible mistakes and having to dig yourself out of a hole at a later date. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, we've, we've had this conversation time and time again. I mean, it started with, um, with Tell Me Why last year, the fantastic game that sort of came out um, around sort of the, um, the trans male protagonist story. Um, the, the whole, the whole idea with that was, was the don't nod engaged with their trans workers. They had people on the team that they could just mm. sense check stuff with. And it's, it really showed. And I think more and more studios having these, having these groups, um, is just a fantastic way, not only of obviously supporting staff with their personal life, but you've got people on tap. 
literally just as you say throw a thing into a, um, a private sort of uh, slack channel how does this read is this the right way of uh, phrasing this is this mm-hmm. and and just by listening and empowering those staff i think that's absolutely a fantastic thing we actually covered mediatonics uh, pride group in i think it was our second month of running gaming like two years ago um in in the before times where where people could meet up in person um <laughs> because the the group had just done a casino night um in in the old in the old studio on the strand um and and i think the best bit about that was the fact that it had been running the group had been doing events for about three or four years prior to that story um but it was the first time that they poked the head above the parapet and wanted to actually share that story externally because they were really concerned about not wanting to be seen to be um uh what's the phrase showing off no um virtue signaling um by sort of saying oh look at our gay group um but it's i sort of said no you have to you have to be proud of that as as a company you need to show this you need to be sort of shouting this sort of stuff from the rooftops that you have a pride group that that to me is a great recruitment thing um yeah i think we're pretty vocal about it now (laughs) like i I mean i'm glad i had some effect (laughs) absolutely yeah i think uh, i I think that was probably a very welcome introduction to the to the world as a way to as you say stick our heads above the parapet. yeah i do think that i think that it's super like that kind of visibility is super valuable like it was one Mm. of the reasons that i was attracted to working with mediatonic in the first place like they were a really um inclusive and open and and increasingly diverse company to to work for Absolutely. Um, so outside of Mediatonic, um, you mentioned a little bit about um, some of your DJ work. What is it you do outside of work? Uh, I mean, nothing right now. I sit here sweating well, in my yeah. next to my tiny fan. <laughs> uh, but I did used to run um, a bunch of parties and clubs and what have you, uh, both in the UK and in the US. Um, I used to have a really fun one that was a video game themed one in Seattle. Um, nice. We did that for a couple of years at the Eagle in Seattle. Um, and I kind of, you know, I would like to maybe do something again um uh, but you know as you say once things open up again i don't know mm. if i'll be able to do like a monthly thing that was a lot of work yeah but doing the odd bit and piece here and there i think would be really fun um and then beyond that uh uh i guess uh, role-playing games tabletop role-playing games is the thing i'm missing most of all in this particular yeah, environment I feel that. Mm-hmm. it's kind of hard like i've done a couple of like online ones like using roll 20 or, or, or just other bits, Google meets or bits and pieces. But, um, I feel like the technology is not quite there, um, yeah. for the, the, the experience in a way. Um, mm. and so much of it is just being at the table with your friends. Like, like it's mm. just being in that space and like, like faffing about and, and, and making the chat and having the snacks and what have you that you just miss out on when you're sat on your own in front of the computer so so i'm looking forward to that a lot i think that will be really fun to get back to um and i might even i don't know I, there's actually a bunch of me to there are a bunch of people who do um different campaigns and different uh uh settings and different rule sets and what have you so it'd be really fun to try and get involved with some of those as well once we're allowed to because we have a special uh uh role-playing room at the new office Ooh. Which is oh. kind of amazing. Like it's a yeah. role-playing. I mean, admittedly, it's a meeting room to be clear. Like, yeah. but it's a role-playing themed meeting room with like brick wall and and like um, sconce torches on the walls and like a big wooden table and dice holders oh, all over. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's great. Love that. And I need to go get a job at uh, Media Tonic now. Yeah, yeah come exactly. by. Come yeah. by. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just knock on the door. Like I'm sure we'll let you in anyway. To be honest. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'll just hang out for the D and D sessions. That's all I'll do. Yeah, yeah um great that's uh it's been so wonderful talk getting to uh talk to you um about all of this stuff 
um, about all of your your life and your work with Mediatonic. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. No, I've had a lot of fun. Thanks very much for having me on. I'm looking forward to maybe having a cold shower, but otherwise, <laughs> I very much enjoy. Go and tip some more you. water in your fan. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. I might just leave it to dry out overnight before I touch it. Actually, now I think yeah, about it. I don't want to yeah. unplug it until no. Kick the plug out, don't, yeah, don't touch like, it. Yeah. This yeah. may have to be my last ever appearance anywhere. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah. If you're if you're listening to this in two days' time and something's happened, this episode's actually a touching tribute to talk show. <laughs> <Perfect. Perfect. laughs> On that morbid note, Jesus. <laughs> talk, thank cool. you so much for joining us. We'll uh, thank you. we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Oh, oh, lovely, chat. lovely, 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 lovely. Yeah, um, we're going to take lovely. a short break um, for those people that are, are on the stream and haven't subscribed. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this 90 second ad break. Uh, we are back on the screen. Welcome back, everyone. That was perfect timing. It's almost professional. Welcome back. Absolutely. Almost professional. We'll get almost, there. Almost. Uh, we were just talking. Might as well do the same shout out again. Uh, there are competitions running at the moment mm -hmm. on, on Gaming Mag. Head over to gamingmag.com forward slash competitions. Uh, to check all of that out what i was just getting ready to hold up the, the oh wonderful yes yes and, wonderful because if you're in the uk and, if you're in the uk and ireland you can get your hands on an xbox series s and it's there and the, the the fantastic pride controller um if you're not sorry um if you are not in the uk and in, in ireland and the rest of the world you can enter our sega competition which includes um a steam code that unlocks the entire sega library that is 730 game. odd games that's that you insane. can go and get your hands on every single thing that's published mm -hmm. by sega yakuza and all the above um and there's also a sold out game knocking around as well where you can get your hands on a free copy of kiwi which is a beautifully cute um co-op game and some merch so yes that is very excited and head to gamemag.com yeah. slash competitions and it, yes it closes on the 30th of august so awesome go and do uh, that now well don't do it now wait until the end of the podcast listen to this first and then go well, i can do open it. a new tab and, and do it now um i know that we got a lot of new people with us today because obviously we're on the uh, front page of twitch mm -hmm. uh, if you could all do me a favor and hit that follow button we yes. are live every two weeks Absolutely. this time on a sunday and uh yeah we, we we'd love to have you hanging out with us now welcome back uh our next guest our second super special guest happens to be the fabulous Fox Queen. Hi. I still need that applause button. I, I need a background applause button just to create applause. That's what I need. I, I can clack my fan. Oh, that, that works. Oh, that's too. good. I like that. <laughs> welcome. Welcome on in. How are you doing today? You. I'm doing good. Um, not as hot as you guys, <laughs> thankfully. So, you know. My air was broken for a little bit, so I had that experience. Oh, really? But mm. it's, it's fixed and all good now. Lovely so, for you. I'm delighted. Yeah. yeah. I take it like everybody in the US has uh, AC then, in that case? Primarily, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Especially where I live. It's kind of like ridiculous for anyone around here not to have it because it's always like in the summertime, it's always like 90 to high 90s, Oof. 100 like Fahrenheit. Like it's gross Oof. and horribly humid. So it feels even hotter. Oh, God. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Welcome. Um, so we're going to jump straight into our what we call our weekly recaps, which is the stuff that we've all been doing, what we've been playing. And things we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. Um, for the people that hit, were here for the last one, um, our last episodes, I should say, um, you would be 
aware of the fact I was utterly enthralled and delighted by the arrival of Mario Golf. I have now completed Mario Golf. Um, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, it's the first time I've completed Very a game fun. for a long time. Um, yeah, no, seriously, it's it's brilliant. It, it probably lacks a little bit of content, let's be honest. If you can kind of whack through the whack, if you can kind of get through the... Um, the sort of story mode of a golf competition um, in about a week or so, um, you're probably, you're, you're not being sort of stretched too much. Um, but it is great. And it's got a fantastic sort of feel to it. And then my partner and I actually tried the motion controls uh, last night as well, which were How interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it's not. Mean? Well, it's, it's still not quite um, the full sort of fantasy and it's it's that sort of it's that moment where you're kind of you're holding the controller and you're doing the swing and the controller the, the club on the screen just sort of like throws itself up in the air or something because you you sneezed or i don't know it's a bit it's a bit confusing mm. um so yeah i i stick to stick to playing on the on the controllers but uh but yeah no really really good uh totally recommend it and that's that beautiful sm- mm-hmm. silky I... smooth high frame rate as well which is uh the wonderful thing about nintendo I have a copy. I uh, provided to me by Nintendo. I have yet to give it a look, and I completely forgot that I was going to. So uh, yeah, I'll see get to that. get to the sports pool. Yeah, it is really good. Ball. I keep having friends that uh, keep talking about really wanted to playing it, so I really need to like give it a shot. It is cool, it, and even as even as someone who probably doesn't enjoy too much of the golf sort of side of things, it still has some really cool features. Like it's not just playing golf. You have different modes like speed golf where you sort of have to hit the ball down the fairway and then you actually physically as the character have to sort of like run and compete and you it's a bit mario kart you can pick up boosts and traps and that sort of thing and, and trying to bash people out of the way to get to your ball next to hit the ball to get to the hole first mm-hmm. um and they've got a battle you golf which is like an arena like all these modes i think you know, it does i think it does yeah local and you can you can play online uh local co-op and you can also play um online sorry online co-op with friends but i think you can also play it um broadly open on the uh on the wider internets um so yeah um that's that's mario golf um i i i opened sea of thieves um i was tempted oh. if we, yes i was tempted by the e3 presentation of uh, of sea of thieves so i, I have downloaded that jack I don't no, I've got that far yet. Um, I, I I did the tutorial and a little bit of knocking around in the sort of main world, and then then left because it being online just stresses me out. Fair. It, it's not my world. Yeah, the experience that I've had with that game, like, uh, <sighs> were just full of of trolls like exploding my ship and uh, yeah. stealing all my treasure. So I that's it exactly, and, that. and that's kind of that that literally is the the thing that always concerns me about live uh live gaming and i did load of googling it's like can you play this thing offline uh no you have to have an online connection and uh, my partner's like oh it's, a, it's just like uh monster hunter world and it's like i don't want people in my game leave me alone i want to yeah. play pirates on my own um and yeah it's you should you should honestly be able to to go around um as somebody just said in the chat actually you should you should just be able to go around looting and pillaging and and picking up sort of piratey stuff and treasure and and making poor jokes um and and you you could just do that and and there's no way of um there's no way of kind of enjoying that in a kind of tight mm. group i believe you can play as a as a you can play as a crew so you can bring friends into your crew but you still exist in an online world so yeah yeah there are you, other uh, people that can load into that instance like yeah. server and just i think it's like up to 
probably like 20 something people yeah. there's a bunch that can be in there yeah. at the same time but there are other people there as well that's the problem and I, I think that the the issue as you said Mir is the fact that it's the same that happened to me on Grand Theft Auto Online it's the same that, that happened to me on something else that I played like I'm trying to do the mission I'm trying to sort of just do my thing and uh, along comes a bloody pirate um, and, and literally sinks my ship and nicks all my stuff mm. I mean who do they think they are pirates and <laughs> I mean, so yeah, 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 pirate game that got pirated, yeah. but uh, but there you go. So anyway, um, I tried Sea of Thieves. the The tutorial was great because I was on my own. <laughs> but the second I got out into the open seas with everyone else, I was like, oh no, I'm not mm. really getting into this. I like the style of it though. I like yeah, the animation. It's, really it's pretty. Like the, yeah, it looks really nice. nice. Bit of humor. Um, rare. Yeah. Mm. Who, who did um, yeah. all those classic games back on Nintendo systems? Um, I really want to jump back into it at some point especially for the new content but again that's the only thing that like I i'd need to jump in with a with a crew that knows what they're doing yeah because... and protect you <laughs> exactly yeah. like, i want to experience all this new content i want to go after absolutely like, the, that's it the megalodon and like yeah. all these new crazy i'm just really i am sort of like I, I, know, I know it's a great game i know it's an online game but there must be ways of kind of just shutting down your world like why would you sort of be happy as a game maker to make a game that can be so easily just bullied around um mm. like on grand theft auto online i i first time i'd ever played it i wanted to get into it i wanted to give it a go and i'm sort of like that there are missions and stuff you can do as a as a solo player so i'm running around trying to find that um and then somebody just mows me down in their car and it's like thanks and just, I, a, and just, a, just absolutely mullet. not even just by accident literally over. just drove yeah. straight at me and just ran me over that, and that like, sounds about right that's part of the what course on uh, GTA that's what you gotta do like RP servers those are like pretty big yeah. in the GTA scene true um, and just pretend to be a character in that oh, world oh there's a giant yeah well nicotine mm. that was on talking about um, running a shop mm. Oh yeah, not yeah, the most yeah. no, not fine. the most exciting thing I'd have done in Grand Theft Auto myself. But you want to you want to run a corner I'm shop? So, you run a corner I don't shop. Know. It depends what you. That sounds fun to mm. me, though. To be honest, <laughs> I well, but I love little like freaking farming games, and I just want to sit there and I want to like I don't want to do too many of the other stuff. I just want to like grow crops and then sell crops, and that's mm. it. Like mm -hmm. I just want to do that and repeat. So I would love a little corner shop, just like doing that over and over again. People coming on Favorite in. Thing. You talk to them about stuff and then they leave and it's like i'll never see them again or maybe they'll come back and be a regular anything could happen i just imagine it's it in, in a grand theft auto kind of like version of a shop though so it's like gloxer cocaine <laughs> it's not really like <laughs> pick up your local newspaper for you sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 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 what else have I been doing? What else have I been doing apart from melting? Um DigiPride updates. I I always use this chunk to talk about a little bit more about DigiPride. We have two amazing things coming up uh in the next 10 days or so. Uh I'm gonna talk about one of them and I'm gonna then I'm gonna throw it over to Mia to talk about the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesday, the 28th of July, um, we have a panel discussion as part of DigiPride with the fabulous Stream Queens. Uh led by Dia and joined by four other fantastic queens um, from across and around the world um, to talk about the wonders of drag and streaming and all of that sort of exciting goodness. Um, so yeah, that is something to watch out for. It's on the 28th of July, uh, 9 p.m. UK, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And right here on twitch.tv slash gamemag, I should say as well, for the audio listeners. Um, so yeah, that is, that is uh, something not to miss in about 10 days or so. 
And the other thing we've got coming up in July, Mia. Uh, yes, this Friday we have a fantastic collaboration between DigiPride and Transmission Gaming. We are holding the, I guess, the Twitch's first ever yes, first trans ever. exclusive uh, Fall Guys tournament where uh, participants are going to go head to head to find out who is the most prideful. It is called the uh, Fall Guys Most Prideful Tournament, and it's this Friday, 23rd at, I believe, it's noon PST, which is about 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, PST. Yep. If you'd like to pop on down, uh, I believe that's going to be over at twitch.tv forward slash nicotine. Potentially, we'll we'll keep you updated on that. I, I believe that's where it's going to be. But yeah, tournament arc. If you want to come and find out who who the best uh, trans fall guy <laughs> player is, uh, make sure that you pop on over and uh, well keep keep your eyes peeled and for finding out which channel that ends up on. So maybe more absolutely, probably mobile, and, and we'll be hosting it here on uh, on um, on yes. Gaming Mag anyway. We'll um, but yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my updates. Uh, Mia, what's your been? What have you been doing? Um, I've been up to a, a bunch of stuff, mostly organizing that tournament. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. Fourteen's great as per usual, but I imagine Fox Screen will probably jump into talking about that at some point. So I'm gonna yeah. skim over all of that. <laughs> I do. Um, I did wanna. I just want, did wanna say. Apparently, Stamps in chat said that the Pirates of the Caribbean content is also single player, so you can do that in single player, Robin, when you get around. Oh. But, but single player is still online. I, I get I don't know I <laughs> listen I'm the messenger don't shoot the messenger okay <laughs> I'm not right. shooting I'm just curious listen I'm, I'm gonna I'll probably jump back in again I haven't I haven't honestly sort of hand on heart received too much um too too much sort of looting of my poop deck um as yet so we'll um we'll see how that sort of just we'll, we'll see how that goes over the next uh next few weeks um the quest for booty wonderful the quest for booty full of semen no carry on move on move on <laughs> Anywho, we're on the front page of Twitch. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, did everybody? Uh, did, did, first, first question. Fox Queen, did you watch any of the Loki series? God, I haven't. But that's because oh. I'm so behind on Marvel movies, mm. and I want to watch it so bad okay. because I've heard such like ooh, so such good things. And I just love happened. Loki I'm not going to spoil it, but no. uh, I just wanted okay. to get a general thoughts on on what what happened mm -hmm. in the finale. I thought definitely best series by far um very 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 expositiony for a last episode a lot of talking but i i enjoyed it it was uh it was interesting Did yeah it's uh, it's interesting you said best series i still think wandavision uh actually pips that because i think Ooh. as a as an actual standalone concept i think actually that was slightly better um however uh i think one of the things that i think will um is is interesting, and it's it's interesting what you said. I think there's a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of groaning and a lot of grumbling, as is the way on on sort of fan forums and whatever else, about the finale not really being a finale. It's not. It wasn't a finale, and I can't say anything more than that. But actually, this was the beginning. This was the start. This episode six of that series is where literally everything changes for the entire Marvel universe. Well, to be fair, we're right back at the point uh, that I thought we were at the beginning of the series before I started watching it, so that's fine. All the only thing now is that I know that there is there is there's something in the background that I wasn't aware of before. 
So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to see where they take this and the different projects that are coming up. Obviously, it does a lot of signing up for the new projects that are coming up in the yeah. future, but it's definitely worth watching. I think they did a fantastic job. I think um, some of the episodes were a little bit drawn out. Uh, and Oh, it was heavy exposition all the way through. Like it, it, the, the entire series was kind of, they had little punch-ups occasionally, but it, it predominantly, um, yeah, th- this had a lot of heavy lifting to do. It was six mm. episodes. It, I genuinely thought it was six episodes of basically hitting some fairly large reset buttons on the entire Marvel universe um, mm. be, for various reasons that mm. they Disney have now bought new properties that they need to get in and <laughs> into est- established <laughs> canon. Um, so they mm. kind of thought, mm. well, we could throw this into there and just chuck a massive bomb in, in, in amongst everything and uh, blow it all apart a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think it's that's what so they've done. Weird. It's so weird as well because you have uh, Kevin Feige, who's like the head of like the, the management mm. and everything over there, said that you don't really need to watch any of the Disney Plus shows in order to understand the greater universe. But like, you look at Loki and you're like, well, you kind of need to watch that, I... that series. You kind of need to watch that series because yeah, again, sort of. That's what I thought. Mm. I think mm. the, the one actually, the one series that I thought was a bit of a letdown that actually felt like you really did need to watch a lot was Falcon Winter Soldier. That one, Mm -hmm. because it had so many callbacks to all the Captain America films, the Black Panther film, um, Mm. and the Avengers and everything else, that that one actually was so intertwined with with everything. Um, I, I could see somebody watching Loki in a sort of standalone kind of way. No, um, what I meant is that, like Kevin Feige said, that you don't need to watch any of the actual Oh, no, totally. Um, series yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the greater oh, I see. No, that, that, yeah. that, that's not the case at all. No, you, mm. it, <laughs> this is, I think this has become, this is pretty much ensured that pretty much at any time there's something new Marvel to watch and they all will play into each other. Um, mm-hmm. The clever writer will ensure that if you saw that if you go and watch uh, Doctor Strange's um, and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is the next film coming up, um, a clever writer will will excuse the fact that you didn't need to see Loki. Um, you see that that kind of annoys me, like the whole you know Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness thing, because like I wish they hadn't released that title. Because yeah, it up so many expectations yeah. for all the projects that are coming up and yeah. like speculation on that. It would have been so great if they just called it like Doctor Strange something else or another, and then be, and then like uh, turned around last minute and been like, boom, Multiverse just of call Madness. It, you're right. Just call it Doctor Strange too. Just just lean mm. on it all the time as Doctor Strange too. I think we probably obviously lost out a little bit of all of that continuity as a result of the pandemic. Um, shows yeah. were meant to be coming out in different times. Films were meant to be coming out in different times. Um, so I I suspect this might have happened in a slightly different order. Uh, we know for a fact that. I, I also saw Black Widow. Um, we know for a fact that the character that you see at the end of Black Widow in the in the after in the, in the uh, post credits, thank you, um, is a character that we should never have seen before. But we actually have now seen that character in Falcon Winter Soldier because as well. They're airing out of order, yeah. Because they've got it out of order, so they, yeah. they had to go back and do a few reshoots really quickly. But mm-hmm. so well, there you go. What else? General general funness there, I guess. Uh, I I've, been taking, up. <laughs> I've been taking part in the season of Pride, which is uh, a wonderful, mm. wonderful little uh, collection of LGBTQRA streamers streaming a bunch of queer games, uh, either made by queer creators or featuring queer characters. And that's uh, over, that's Midboss's little 
project that they put together every single year. And uh, I played Snowbound Blood, which was this wonderful little like visual novel nice. kind of detective game, which features like I I don't know like you you're like dragon lizard people. I guess was that was that the doggo? Is that thunder? It's it started storming oh, the storm. second I joined. <laughs> Literally the second. I was like, are you kidding me? So if you hear that all really right, loud right. lightning, that, that's what that it is. And my really dog fun. is like losing oh, it in no. the background. Oh. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. It's so I mean, loud. you're in Tennessee. It's probably just two guys kissing and God smiting them or something. I'm not sure. But <laughs> you're yeah. so right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Um, so Snowbound Blood, wonderful little detective game where you play this like reptilian, like tiefling-esque character. Uh, I didn't get through much of it so far, but it's intriguing and uh, it's very, it seems very queer. Um, so yeah, definitely worth jumping into that or just checking out Season of Pride in general because there's so many wonderful streamers involved. I'm not sure, Foxwind, are you involved this year with Season of Pride? I am. Oh, I, I should. My first day is Wednesday. Uh, I think I have two more two more days hell yes hell yes um yeah other than that uh i've been jumping into a little bit of warframe again they just had their tenocon event uh that i co-streamed and they announced a bunch of stuff there they announced warframe for mobile phones they announced that it's like on every single platform now but the big thing that they announced was cross play and cross save so you can take one account and just play it on any single system which also means that updates are going to be coming out on the systems all at the same time which is crazy because of um just just the, the the problems that you have when you're trying to push out updates to like console systems usually they have to go through a whole bunch of processes in order to get them like verified hmm. uh on there so uh, it might just mean that the pc ones get delayed but um that's super super exciting uh there's also now new playable races uh just different races that weren't playable before in the game like the grenier and the corpus and like characters like teshin that you can play as in the new like cinematic storyline quests the new war which is finally coming and i'm super super excited it's supposed to be at some point this year they didn't announce a date but um yeah so i jumped into that i've been playing a bit of warframe checking out like the new warframes that are on there and uh, just having a bunch of fun with it, really. But that's that's about all I've been up to this week. I've just been awesome. exhausted, mostly. Yeah. Fox Queen, <laughs> Alice, what have you been up to? Hi. Um, lots of web comics, which is kind of my usual. Um, and lots of Final Fantasy XIV and Genshin, mm. which is also my usual. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, really. How is um how is Genshin at the moment? Like, I haven't touched that in a hot minute. Oh, good. Um, Inazuma is coming this week, so exciting and very week? good. Oh God, that's this week. Oh. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. It's one of those days oh, Lord. to be dropping. I'm very excited for Ayaka. Uh, me too. Like I, I always said that, like when mm. Ayaka drops, I will jump back into the game. And now I'm, I'm now I'm first ready. banner. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna lose oh, all my Lord. money again. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I think my tactics no, I've just been grinding primo gems. I haven't rolled since uh, Venti's banners, so I'm ready. Yeah, I'm prepared. I think the last time I, I rolled was rolls. just before Venti's uh, last last second banner. Um, mm -hmm. I was doing my taxes the other day. <laughs> I was just looking. Mihoyo, ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I spent so much on Genshin. Oh no. But yeah. God, yeah. I've been strong. Did you write I've it off on the company as an expense? <laughs> Because you, because, because you were streaming, of course. Yeah, I exactly. I it. Yeah, it's a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I have only spent money on Ganyu's banner and on Jean skin because Jean is my wife and I am in love with her. Oh so. yeah, they added skins to the game. I have didn't to. They? I yeah, they added a Jean summer skin and a Barbara summer skin. And the Barbara one is free. Um, it's just with the uh, summer event, and the Jean one is I think twenty dollars, which is kind of pricey, mm. but it's a really cute skin, and I had to get it because it's Jean. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how's uh how's 14 been treating you? Like how far are you through the game? Are you caught up on all the content or 5.3, so I'm almost there mm. and it is a lot. Mm. Oh geez. I'm still trying to get Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers myself at the moment. I just yeah. made it to Ishtola again. So I'm a little bit behind, okay. but yeah. No spoilers, mm -hmm. no spoilers now. What no, did, I, promise. I promise. What did you think of that that <laughs> in general? What's your what's the best expansion in your opinion? Just, so my favorite was tied for a while between Heavensward and Stormblood, and they kind of like passed each other occasionally. But Shadowbringers really took the cake. Like I don't, uh, it's just so amazing, and I just keep like thinking about it. Like oh, oh my god, it's so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, it, but I'll it's just like, you can control the weather unless you have some hidden power that we're unaware of. I'm, I might. Really I really might. That's <laughs> we lost alice oh no oh maybe oh was, no the thunder god's got a I think the oh, thunder gods might, might have got a uh, fox queen alice oh. may have been smote by oh. uh by the okay. thunder gods but we'll carry on and see what happens uh yeah, yeah so alice might be back um <laughs> he just kept alice like waiting keep... <laughs> for the rest of the street <laughs> 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 oh, for, for the audio listeners and we've got a freeze on alice in such a really happy pose um so in a kind of weird uh, i don't know whether to get rid of her or not i can't decide it's uh what, it's what, uh, what do you reckon chat do we kick her out or do we it's bringing me it's bringing me joy <laughs> look we're going to keep talking um because i want to get oh, on to oh there we go so I'm, i want to get on to uh bite-sized news um because there has been some big news actually this past week. We're not going to be fumbling around on this one. Um, the uh, OLED switch has been announced. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah mm. that was that was something. Um, it's like here, have a switch. Like Nintendo, please give us a Switch Pro. And it's like, well, how about an OLED screen? Well, yeah. And uh, like I, I heard uh, uh, Stephanie Sterling uh, talk about this in general and being like it, it the reason that people are so surprised is because there are so many rumors talking about like the whole new switch pro thing and then for some reason 4k uh it got added onto that oh fox queen says power went out yeah she's coming she's coming like, back she's coming back um you can expect fox queen back sure yeah yeah pop back in whenever you're ready it's, um yeah so <laughs> I, I can't, you know, the expectation that there would be 4K there and like it being upgraded innards, upgraded innards, sorry, um, was it was granted, it was warranted that people were thinking that. Uh, maybe we should actually explain what this is. The, the we should, that... yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, let, let's let's take it back just a second. So, so for those mm -hmm. that missed rewind. it, yeah, rewind. I'll post the link in the chat. Um, basically, Nintendo has been promising us their their Pro Edition. It's been the most badly kept secret on the internet for about two years, three years maybe, pretty much since the first Switch came out. And I think about 18 months ago, whenever it was, two years maybe, um, they released uh, the Switch with a bigger battery. Um, and, and people were like, oh. And then 
this time around, we thought there was a huge rumor that it was going to happen around E3, and obviously it sort of still is around E3, just a bit late. Um, they, they come out with, with this new OLED switch, which is obviously an OLED screen. It's a slightly bigger screen. It's exactly the same mm-hmm. functionality, exactly the same design. Um, it has a stand on the back. Obviously, the, the, old, the current switch has a bit more of like a finger, but this is like a bit of a... It's like yeah, the, it's it's like like the, the, um, the console-wide, it flaps out. And it's... Uh, the Surface, the Microsoft Surface, like mm-hmm. the entire sort of bottom of it kicks out, so it's really stable. Um, and also the dock has a, um, a, a, a LAN... Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. An, a, an, an Ethernet thing to build in you as well. You lose out on uh, one of your USB ports for that thing. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of it. And and it's a bit sort of like, oh, okay. And and I think what that's pretty much, yeah. And sorry, and well done, chat. It also has sixty four instead of thirty two gig. Um, but hooray. I guess that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, underwhelming. Nintendo games you know, are so Nintendo games are so well compressed. Anyway, you can get a ton on there without even stressing about I it. I don't know and about that. I don't know about that. I get a lot of okay. Nintendo games. And, 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 right. um, and you also have. Uh, you, you, it's also expandable as well with a, with, with an SD card. So huh? it's not. It's not like... a massive. It's not a massive problem. But mm. I think that the key thing I think for all of this, and I think what it really tells us. Um, is that there is another one? And I, this is not me starting yet another not yet another rumor, but it, it's yeah, I think it's fairly obvious now that we're actually going to get a wholesale upgrade of a brand new uh, Switch Two perhaps next year. I think this oh, is kind of the mid the mid ground of like some basic improvements uh, ahead of uh, the next big one. Uh, which will be coming out next year, and I think that will feature all the things that have been rumored to be featured in this you'd, one. But it's you'd hope so. But at the same time, does it? I mean, the Switch still sells well. Does Nintendo Hugely. really yeah. need absolutely? To like, a, I think a it does. I think point? I think it's getting I mean, to the point now the where yeah. yes, for the company yeah. themselves and their bottom line at the moment, I don't think they see it as a priority. Is, is totally no absolutely you're, you're absolutely right and i think what's really interesting is that obviously they don't really compete because they're two very separate things but the the uh the ps4 and the xbox that are really pushing into the whole sort of like 4k fantasy sort of thing um i think nintendo's got to go there uh to sort of stay slightly relevant in the long run but i think what mm-hmm. they said in the meantime at least is with this this high powered sort of screen the oled screen um it, it means they can you can do sort of good gaming on the fly because half the point half the point of having a switch is to be able to play it in dual mode yeah like yeah. you meant to, it Which, is a handheld that can be docked the reason that i was so underwhelmed is that like i i unlike probably a lot of people i play most of my games docked so for me uh, a person that already has a usb to lan adapter for my switch there's very little here that would entice me to upgrade and that's fine. This isn't necessarily for me, um, which which is good. It's just that it'd be nice for Nintendo to release a system which can run games at a stable frame rate. That's the only thing at the moment. Games yep. like Hyrule Warriors, even even the last uh, Legend of Zelda that came out, um, Link's Awakening, the remake that they did of Link's Awakening, that stutters. A game like that stutters on the Switch, and it's it's so uh, it's disappointing. When you get like a brand new announcement, it's like yeah, we're going to do nothing to to make the games run better, and they don't see it as an issue. That's yeah, that that is that is the problem. There are a few games, particularly when docked, that it all starts to sort of go slightly askew. Um, mm. I'd like to see uh, a new Switch as like 1080p handheld, 4K docked. Um, I think that would be the the sort of the real thing that would kind of be the next gen. 
um, the next gen switch. But I think it's interesting if I hand on heart, if you own a switch right now, save your money um, for the thing that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, but, but, but save your money. Um, but if you don't have a switch and you're interested in getting a switch, you might as well get this one because it is the top of the line, all singing, all dancing, um, as good as it gets yeah. kind of switch. Um, What's the uh, price point on it? Do we have a, a price point on the switch? Um, yeah. $49.99. Yeah. 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 Dollars. It's about the same in pounds because yeah. of tax and stuff. Probably. Yeah. With like the import stuff that they do yeah. too. Um, yeah. I'd say for that price, like I, personally, I'd say skip it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And, and that's uh, not unless because, you're not you know, looking for a switch. And then you are looking for a switch. I mean, you don't have a switch. Um, yeah. If you and obviously buy it. Buy it. Um, buy it. Um, yeah. But if you don't, uh, it leave it. Depends what you want it for. Like if, if you want a shiny s- screen and some, and some good you know, good storage space, then yeah, it's fine. Um, I will say though, there, there is something else that is, is. is has been announced, uh, is. which is definitely a competitor for the Switch, or at least it seems like. Valve recently announced uh, their Steam Deck, which mm. definitely didn't make me really annoyed because um, Elgato, who makes uh, products for streamers, have a, have a product called the Stream Deck. So... <laughs> Whenever you're just trying to like Google about the uh, Steam Deck, it just keeps coming up with Stream Deck now, and, and that's that's not annoying at all. Um, but this is essentially Steam's version of a Switch. It is a, a handheld system, a big chunky handheld system with a, uh, a screen and like I think I can. Oh, it's ugly as sin. It's ugly as yeah. sin. Um, yeah. But it's it has like the buttons are in the weird, a slightly weird place. But it actually has touch pads underneath mm. it so it kind of has a mousy kind of uh a mousy effect if that's such yeah, a thing such I'll a great word uh yeah for the video for the videolas yeah if you're or if you're listening on audio we'll we'll just describe what this looks we'll do like a, we'll Maybe, do a verbal description yeah imagine a switch but with the uh but it's a big chunk <laughs> with the buttons in really pocket. inaccessible places yeah um, the buttons are in super inaccessible places <laughs> and it's a lot wider and it has like track pads underneath where you where the buttons should be yeah. uh so you can use it for uh mouse games it's very weird looking uh and i think that the article pretty much says it all as well like uh it's li- the article's literally called uh the steam deck looks great but my hands already hate it because apparently it's like double the weight of a, a switch oh you're gonna get rsi on. yes mm, yeah it's mm. uh, that, that's gonna break your hands in about a heartbeat but definitely that being aside i think what's been interesting is like people sort of roll their eyes very hard when they talk about steam machines because oof, they're not they're not exactly set themselves alight in recent times with uh, consoles and everything else and and made some really dumb decisions in the past i'm let's yeah, believe this I mean, one's a lot the, better one that you actually just said there steam machines did you remember steam machines yeah. that was an actual mm. thing like the, um... the, the, the the near genius business move to to produce a thing that runs on linux where most mm. games are developed on on windows um mm. so you automatically cut yourself off from about 20 80 odd percent of the games that you could play on it i will say the cool thing about this particular device is that apparently it just works like a windows pc so it yeah. has a steam ui on there but you can just load up any launcher on there that you like or completely uh take that apart yourself and just mm-hmm. install your own version of, of of windows because it is just a handheld gaming pc with a screen which is uh insane that they've they've made this 
at that at that size. Um, I I really hope that this is something that Valve sticks with, and it's not another product that they they give up on. I I hope so too, because my because my boyfriend's already reserved one of his. <laughs> reserved Which one, one so. did you go for? Because obviously there's three different skews of that. Yeah, so um, we went he, we went for the he, he went for the middle one, um, mm. which was. Uh, what's the middle one? 250, 150, 120, 120 odd gig, I think it was. It's 64, yeah. 120 odd, 250. Um, and yeah, so I mean, but also, interesting story, just to quickly jump off and talk about pre-orders and stuff. What Valve have done here is genius to stop scalpers. Oh. Utter genius. You have to have a Steam account that has bought a game within the last few months. So it has to be an active Steam account that genuinely you're doing stuff on. Um, and then you then have to pay, I think it was a $4 deposit. Um, oh. and then they work their way down the order, um, of the people that are paid deposits to reach out to them to then buy, uh, your thing. So cool. it's really clever way of actually stopping pretty much scalpers oh in their God. tracks. What You say that, but I'm looking at the site right now and it says the expected order availability for this is Q3 2022. For the oh, two yeah, yeah, it's miles away. It's miles yeah. away. Yeah. Is there a release date for this yet, by the way? Did they announce a release date? Uh, I don't think they did. Um, I just mm. think it's I think it's one of those things oh, that's it's coming. Oh, December 2021. Yeah. Yes, that's not going to happen. It might do. Yeah, it might start happening yeah. around then. So but we at all know this that's point, if you order it, um, the base one is not going to be with you until 2022. <laughs> and then the the two higher SKUs are not going to be around until, like the third quarter yeah so around this yeah, time a year time from now yeah it's gonna be a long wait but i think what the just to sort of take it back just a second i i think what apart from all of that i i think what is good is this is accessible pc gaming because it does come with a uh -huh. dock and the dock can have a keyboard and mouse plugged into it so you can on a screen play a keyboard and mouse game it's 720 so it's not going to please the 4k warriors um, and I think that it's it, but it, we've had this conversation, um, before around, is it all about 4k? If you don't have a TV that runs 4k, then it's not about 4k. Um, but if you're, if, if you're looking for that really kind of cheap, easy price point of getting into PC gaming that doesn't involve, um, hours of building your own, uh, PC or, yeah. or thousands of dollars, money, pounds spent, um on on sort of buying stuff and upgrading it constantly i think this is actually really accessible and i think i'm and mm. i'm now curious and I, i'm i'm going to sort of stand by this statement i think it's going to be a game changer for getting queer games from indie makers into people's hands and i oh, because really? i think so I, I i really do i i think that i, I think pc gaming is is still seen as kind of um, a, a way of, of really kind of, it's, it's obviously where the indies live through Steam, through Itch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's, a, I think actually the, the ability to play some fabulously queer games on the move, um, mm -hmm. I think it could be a game, a game changer um, for, for increasing sort of people's accessibility into queer games. I, I, that's see, that's, that's one of the questions I asked when I, I saw this was announced is like, who is this made for, mm. you know, because surely like a lot of people who, who want like, there can't be that many people who want PC gaming on the go. And if that's the case, would they want it at this resolution? Would they want it in this type of machine that potentially has certain drawbacks uh, compared to, say, like taking a I laptop think on the go? Like a gaming I laptop? think it's made for indie gamers. I really do. Because mm. 720, it's, it's you're not going to try and play Assassin's Creed on it. You're not going to mm. try and play... Um, 
any of the kind of big titles that are coming out when you have a console sat in your sat in your well, lounge. You say that, but you can like hook this up to a TV as well and play it via a TV. Guess who's back? Hi, I'm just welcome back. Oh my god. God That's smited okay. your internet connection. I know, mm-hmm. I know. And then I, my computer somehow took the longest amount of time possible to turn back on, which was insanely annoying. So, but it's all hi. good. It's all good. What do you think of the Steam Deck? Uh, what's your What's your take on that? I want it, but I don't have money for it. As my take. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was uh, What I was What I was saying about this as well is like I can't see people who buy Nintendo games like mm-hmm. the. the the market, the broad market that was into like the Switch, switching mm-hmm. over to something like the PC because they, uh, this the Steam Deck because I don't necessarily think that they are PC games. Maybe times mm-hmm. have changed, but I I don't think the audience that bought into the Wii and has now probably like gone across to the Switch, like mostly the family orientated audience, mm-hmm. are going to look at this and say that is a purchase that I want to make. I don't think like, so either. I think that they're too far removed from that. I I think it's it's really I I think it's a really great conversation to be having and 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 what an exciting thing to talk about on a podcast. Um, but I think it's um, the the key thing for me here is that it is an accessible price point into PC gaming. I think PC gaming mm-hmm. is always held mm-hmm. back behind this kind of ludicrously high wall of having to buy thousands of pounds and dollars worth of equipment and 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 time and effort and building and it kind of has that sort of uh sort of chinese wall about it mm-hmm. but i think that i think the, the notion of being able to pick up a, a a console that gets access to all these games that as someone sitting here who doesn't have a pc to play a pc games on um i am just console based i feel like i'm missing out particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to some of the fantastically queer indie games that exist uh, that are made specifically mm-hmm. for steam how do i get my hands on them um so i think i honestly i think it's made for me um would i play it docked probably would i play it undocked maybe and i think mm-hmm. i think this is going to continue to push our conversation forward around the idea that it's not a pc game it's not a, for pc gamers it's a game and you're just mm-hmm. taking it out on the console that it's available yeah. on mm-hmm. i will say actually there's something that got me quite excited about uh, this in particular is that essentially any game as long as you've got an internet connection is if it's on pc it's available now and if you pair that with say the streaming services which are becoming more popular mm-hmm. funny enough, we've got a story coming up about that too um you can have this device have nothing downloaded technically yeah and and just run pretty much any game you like from it which which seems like a fantastic notion uh, for the yeah. future of gaming. And I believe I read it right as well, that they're looking to try and compete a little bit with Xbox Game Pass and it, it, mm. with the idea that they're trying to do sync saves as well. So mm, you, yes. you you could have been playing your, your wonderful PC game on your massive gaming PC, but then mm. when you do want to go and jump on the subway, um, you can just pick up and, and carry on where you're left off with um, with a save game. Um, that's I will of, say. I love that. I will. I will say the one thing that that gets me like, oh, should I press the button to reserve? Should I press the button? Is like Final Fantasy fourteen. Do I want to be playing that in bed? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Final I guess Final people do with like go. laptops, right? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, you've seen you've seen these sort of like fabulous like memes of kind of like the bed setup that's like the the, the sit up bed thing with like a desk that locks in and. I mean, that was like me when I was a kid, honestly, with like games, because I I didn't have like a fancy computer. Um, I just usually, if I played MMOs, I was like I was like hunched over on my little laptop as like a fourteen year old, like playing those little <laughs> MMOs. Do, do you want to hear something amazing that I, yeah. I've had to do? This, yeah. this would probably. 
Um, so we have a, a, a home theater PC set up in the living room at the moment. And because my sister's quarantining because because uh, of the whole COVID situation, mm-hmm. uh, she's essentially taken over the living room and I couldn't use my PC in there. So I lugged the whole thing upstairs <laughs> with... <laughs> with a with a with a with a, a portable like monitor it's like a monitor which is kind of like a tablet with a kickstand that you just plug in and mm-hmm. it gets power from whatever device you're plugging it into i was there in bed working on stuff with this massive ass pc at the side <laughs> with a small little tiny monitor on top of it using a wireless keyboard just being like yeah this this works i guess maybe if i had the steam deck it would have made that a lot easier Who knows? oh my god mm. i think it would i think it would <laughs> i agree <laughs> You would never see real life again. <laughs> yeah, no. If you give me fourteen mo- like mobile on on in, and I can get into bed with it, I don't think I'd ever leave. I'd be bedridden from that point. So. God, that's why I can't play Genshin on my phone because that would be me. I would just be like on my phone in bed all the time and like never not playing Genshin. Mm-hmm. So I gotta restrict and ba- myself. And your bank account heavily overdrawn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so that's the stream deck. Uh, let's see how it goes. Steam Deck. Steam, Steam Deck. deck. See? <laughs> see? I told you. I am going to do that too. Don't you worry. That's going to be yeah. me. It's the Stream Deck. Why would Steam they deck. call it the Steam Deck? I don't know. It was the worst choice. God. Mm. Mm. I, I well, don't know if Valve's even aware that Elgato exists. They have to be. To be. They must be. They even have to know. Steam, even I know I mean, what a Stream Deck they is. They can't count to the number three. So, you know, it's Fair. like. Hmm. Um, there was a story uh, earlier this week um, about Erika Ishii, who's a fantastic voice actor, and she voices a character on uh, Apex Legends, um, who is a very simple story. She proudly came out. Oh, we're bloody on the front page of Twitch. I can't say the word. But she went F turfs, basically, um, mm-hmm. in, in the story, uh, which was fantastic. I'll proudly say F turfs as well. F turfs for F turfs for everyone, um, mm-hmm. and, and let's just get that out there right now. But I mean, again, this just Hell yeah. absolutely, and this just this just carries on the fantastic sort of uh, performance of Apex. Now, I think, um, in in really kind of representing for kind of like the the, the queer and proud um, MMORPG world as well. And we love Erica. Mm. Um, she's a fantastic fantastic actress um, who's done some fantastic voice work. Honestly, it, it makes me happy that more and more companies are, well, this is something I would like to see. It makes me happy, like, during Pride Month, you know, like, all these companies come out in support of the LGBTQI community. Mm. But you need more people, at, like, at all levels, including, like, voice actors. And, mm. like, the voice actors are a little bit removed from the company, so they're safe to say this kind of stuff um, without repercussion. But it'd be nice to see companies, like, backing up. Uh, these kind of statements and saying, yeah, we don't allow this kind of uh, of crap. We don't align with this kind of uh, stuff yeah. in our games. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I'd love to see to see more of that. Honestly, like uh, yeah, trying to people trying to take away other people's rights. Not a look. Not a good look. Not, a not good on her look. watch. Not on anyone's watch. Not Hell on yeah. Any of ours watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, love Erica Ishii. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. Now I will say um, last story. Uh, something that I mentioned earlier was being able to stream games anywhere. And there's a bunch of little different uh, services that you can get into right now. Obviously, there's the one from Microsoft. Which one? What's that called again? Like an addition to their Game Pass called... Oh, the what's called X Cloud at the moment, but I'm not sure that's going to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that's going to stick. But 
yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Netflix are throwing their uh, hat into the ring and saying that they want to start offering video games on Netflix yep. as a part of like the pre-existing service, which if they do, that could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. That could definitely be a game changer. Absolutely. I mean, they've already started tiptoeing slightly into it with their... Um their um what's the phrase um choose your own story kind of like interactive yeah the interactive stories of kind of like choose your choose what happens next because they did it with they did it with bandersnatch and they did it with um minecraft um kimmy schmidt as well and minecraft Mm -hmm. um that's all i remember i'm just like minecraft (laughs) minecraft (laughs) i know i know Um, (laughs) all right no um so they're kind of tiptoeing into that world, but no, they've mm-hmm. they've they've been sort of fumbling around the edges a little bit on this. But I'm, they've they've literally just recruited a new head of games uh, at yes. Netflix, a mm-hmm. former uh, EA and Facebook executive, uh, yes. Mike Mike Verdu, which is uh, yeah. an interesting choice. Um, but I think their whole point of view right now is that they're not actually competing against other streaming platforms. What they're actually competing against is video games, video games like Fortnite, video like things mm. that just like take up. Uh, people's time in general that's not being like not them using netflix as a service and so if they want to like throw their hat into the video games ring i really do think it could have an impact the amount of like uh people that already have a netflix subscription yeah then being able to play Mm -hmm. video games through that no extra charge that actually might encourage i wouldn't expect no extra charge but (laughs) well that's what i think they they claimed it was no extra charge yeah, they have got to start earning but, some money you know, somewhere. I, I don't we'll, understand. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand the Netflix business model of mm-hmm. let's just throw money out like it's just been invented. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't made any profits yet, mm-hmm. and <laughs> oh, really? some, someone somewhere has got to start earning some bucks soon mm-hmm. at Netflix. They've been um, talking about like ads and stuff, which I mm-hmm. would personally hate, but I feel like that's what's gonna like happen yeah. with how they are, you know. They've got to do something. Yeah. Um, it's not like they're going broke or anything. But, I mean, what's mm-hmm. really interesting, of course, is that with all of the now, the new IP that they own, mm-hmm. because they're producing so many of these Netflix originals, um, it's not like they're going to be short for ideas for their wonderful games. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, they, they've already, like, produced games in the past. Like, yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they've got The Witch on there. They could definitely yeah. do a tie-in for that. They've mm-hmm. got the Stranger Things series. They've done multiple mm-hmm. games for, for Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. So it's not as if they don't have ips to pull from they have a exactly. lot of fantastic ips they could pull from and like having that on their platform that you can get nowhere else mm-hmm. that, that that'll be like a, a big draw absolutely that. will it work that's the question like well i tell is, you what it, they're gonna get further than i think they're gonna get further than some of yeah. the other ones that are trying yeah. it because mm-hmm. i the, the biggest problem that i mean I, I think talk at the top of the show was talking about that was talk was talking about it anyway mm-hmm. um but amazon had a an, an, Ill, an ill-fated uh year or two of, of not much um and then they're still but they're still pushing ahead with their lunar uh streaming service which is adding games that is just already available so why the hell would you go and buy a new service to play games that already exists and stardia is doing the same it's just another mm. repository for games that you already own um yeah at, at least um, with netflix if they're producing stuff and they get their hands on a lot of their own ip mm-hmm. there's your reason to suddenly start playing those games this again this all comes back to what we spoke about before whenever this conversation pops up and that's infrastructure and that's how do you get the same kind of experience to every single person unless they're going to start offering uh doing it like um potentially doing it like uh xbox are doing it with the game pass and actually Mm -hmm. letting you download the games Mm. um i 
I, I don't necessarily see it working unless there's a massive change in infrastructure, which is yeah. fine for certain territories. But again, in the US, where the country is carved up and like distributed yeah. between different companies, uh, how much impact is that actually going to have? Because that's where Stadia fell. You know, they, yeah. I can't remember who was the head of uh, Stadia. One of the execs over at Stadia said, we expect these uh, ISPs to yeah. upgrade their services so people can, you know, take advantage of Stadia. And it's like, well, unless you're in a city center with a fiber internet connection, yeah. it's not going to work. So, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic if anybody can do it. I think Netflix probably has the best bet, but, but yeah, that's... Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think you're right. It's, it's always about infrastructure. We're not there yet um, as a world with infrastructure, but you have to start somewhere. That's the yeah, idea, yeah. I think. And I yeah. think these companies, they're putting markers down and, and they'll sort of make it work uh, in the long run, but at least they're there when it all takes off. Um, so, yeah. That is the end of Bite Size News. Uh, coming up, we're going to find out more about Alice with a little one-to-one -one or two-to-one interview, I should say. Uh, but before that, we're going to, for the people that aren't subscribed uh, and for the audio listeners, this is irrelevant to you, uh, we're going to go for another 90-second ad break. Yeah. And for those of you who are subscribing, what other quality content can we come up with to fill this 90 seconds? <laughs> I just think the, the, the infrastructure thing is so, such an interesting debate, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not there yet. And, and Google um, Stadia, they have a website that you can go to uh, where you put in like your speed and then it comes up and sort of says like um, you can experience this much. And I think even I've just literally got new fiber, which is mm -hmm. about four, about 40 megabytes. Even then their site sort of says, oh, it's, you can only experience 720p. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Why, Why 40, they reckon that the bare minimum that you need for a proper 10, for a proper 4k experience to be properly competitive mm -hmm. with, the con with a new generation of consoles is over a hundred megabytes. There's mm. no way I can get fiber around where I live. Like, I don't think there's even fiber in my state. And if there is, it's like really far away from me. Like, like yeah. it's six or eight hours or something. Like, Just ridiculous. to the governor's mansion. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, there's no point in me getting Stadia, like at all. Exactly. I think it's I think it's coming. It, it's going to come with the infrastructure. It's mm -hmm. going to come with 5G. I think it's going to be a game changer for yeah. this as well. It's just not there yet. Yeah. But it's it's just these companies putting down markers and just sort of being ready for when it happens. It's it's like the electric car revolution that's happening at the moment. There's mm -hmm. not enough charge, particularly in the UK. There's not there's not enough chargers. The batteries aren't quite getting you the distance they need to get you. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all it's got to start somewhere. So yeah. Anyway, and we're back on the uh, main screen or whatever we were going to call this. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk to the wonderful Fox Queen uh, and find out more about her and her fabulous life. Um, so, yeah, let's get started. It's time for your oh. time. It's time for your moment in the spotlight uh, to get to know you a little bit more. So okay. easy question to start mm -hmm. off. Uh, how would you like describe your streams and, and what do you mm -hmm. feel like attracts people to your to your content and streams? Okay. So I would describe my streams as typically a like a nice chill environment uh, where I primarily play a lot of like story-based games, uh, JRPGs, anime-esque games, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm and focused on keeping it very inclusive, especially to like LGBTQIA plus people. Um, and I would say what appeals people to my stream is just 
the the like very very gay environment um <laughs> mixed with we it love being, a gay environment i know i know um mixed with it <laughs> being um just really hell yeah hell yeah i need a big fan i really do i feel like freaking everyone who's lgbtqia plus ever has one and i don't i feel so excluded i feel like a fake gay over here what am i doing you know um no. but <laughs> thank you I, I hope so god um my girlfriend would be very disappointed <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I will say I mm -hmm. I, I personally like find you to be uh, very sweet and very charismatic you. in, in your content as well. And I so appreciate that's why that. Whenever I'm like mm -hmm. lurking away, I'm just like in, enjoying the chill vibes of the stream. So, so, Thank yeah. you. So, and of course, nominated um, for Streamer mm. of the Year uh, yeah. at this year's Gaming Awards as well. Yeah, that was that was wild. That was uh, that was such an insane experience. Honestly, just being nominated and being a part of it. it like I truly did not in any way think that would happen, especially because genuinely like the size of the other streamers that were involved. It was <laughs> was wild. Like, it, like, look at Mia here. Look at Mia here. You know what I mean? Like being being nominated with her and like everyone else who, you know, like it was cool. Um, and I think I was one of the only like not partners nominated too. So that was whew, the thing, sweaty. The, the, the thing to take away from this mm -hmm. is the fact that it was public nominations. Yeah. Um, it was public nominations that got you over the line for that to yeah. get you into that top 14. Mm -hmm. So Which that in crazy. itself does speak volumes. It's not about, it's not about the numbers on the platform. Mm -hmm. It's about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, but crazily enough, and this is this is when we talked about this, we, we interviewed you on gaming, I think it's about a year ago now. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely fascinated to find out that before you got into streaming, you were actually a pastry chef. I was, um, yes. Tell me more about that to start mm -hmm. off with, because obviously cake is one of my biggest passions. <laughs> um, and also then what sort of what was the jump over into streaming? Okay, so... Um... Yeah, no. Um, when I was younger, I just kind of always like I loved um, like baking and pastry work and just everything involved in it. Um, and it's still one of my greatest passions. Like I really do enjoy it. I don't do it as often as I used to because I'm so casual about it now. But anytime I can like get a hold of some piping bags and some frosting and like a just giant cake, I go a little wild. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I started doing, I started baking like professionally when I was, I think around the time I was like 18, I started doing it, but like more seriously so doing it and paid better to do it when I was uh, 19 to 20, 21 ish. Um, and then during all this time, I was also streaming, um, which was a lot because I was working uh, overtime a lot of the time mm. while streaming. And my hours were about uh, 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and I would sometimes just run straight to my computer to stream right after that. So it was it was a little rough, but um, I enjoyed it, all things considered. Uh, and I started... I started just making more money uh, when I was streaming, so I just decided to give it a shot, um, doing it full time. But 
I don't know. It's it's very much still like if I start not enjoying streaming full time, it's it's always my like backup. And I wouldn't mind going like to to school uh, mm. for it or, you know, further education and all that and training. Aww. It's great to have a backup, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, too. It's good to it's good to have something like in the back of your mind. It's like mm -hmm. that's my that's my out. Yeah, because I Just mean, yeah if you're uh, if you're a content creator you know I'm, I'm sure mia knows it's a lot like it's it's very mm. um like all the time very demanding um and it's a lot of effort and work and energy um and don't get me wrong i love it to death but sometimes there's days where i'm like okay i really am looking at being a pastry chef again because i'm <laughs> exhausted you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah. i feel that yeah definitely i completely understand you there mm. um in terms of like the kind of games that you mm. play i know that you primarily have a love for like a lot of story-based stuff mm -hmm. jrpgs that sort of thing obviously you mentioned final fantasy 14 genshin mm -hmm. that you're into uh what is it about these types of games that like uh, attracts you to them oh um i really for for a lot of story-based games especially streaming them i think i i love getting immersed in the world um and i mm. love like experiencing that with like my community and us all just reacting together to stuff and discussing things and like talking about lore and theories and it, mm. it's just so mm. fun to me to do that um and to have are you the, are you the type of person mm -hmm. that will like watch a film again with somebody else and just just to see how the other person reacts to that film. yeah i'll yeah. show my yeah. like favorite okay. films and series to other people and just watch them the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i feel that for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah i get that um across your, your your time on twitch um mm -hmm. what what have been some of the standout moments like that you've done oh okay um so i i was actually i think it was three years ago it was a while because i've been on twitch for a really long time actually but um, I think three years ago, I was invited to front page for Pride Month. Um, and that was super fun and getting to like work with Twitch for that. Um, they sent me like the uh, Pride t-shirt that year too. And mm. it was just, it was so fun um, and such a nice experience. And honestly, my community was so nice about it and just like hyped me the hell up. Also, um, <laughs> not to talk about you guys but the experience of being nominated for the gaming awards was insane and everyone was legit making me cry every five seconds because i wouldn't Aww. stop talking about it in my chat and i just <laughs> someone if you guys know the voice actor gideon emery um someone commissioned him to talk about me being nominated um and was he was just singing about it and it made me legit just sob um it was it was insane so those were some of my favorite moments chatters also mentioned the uh blm stream oh oh my gosh okay so during um during a big time when the riots were going they still are um but mm. during the the peak of that uh i was i just really wanted to like do something like anything mm. so i decided to do kind of a last minute uh stream to raise money um and 
Oh my gosh. I, I was saying like, oh, if I raise a certain amount of money, I'll do like a 12 hour. And then it just turned into an impromptu 24 hour because we raised so much money. I think it was like $4,000 in wow. just like a last minute thing. And I expected, an yeah, crazy. it was wild. I didn't have anything prepared, um, but it was insane. Everyone just came together and um, helped and it just, oh God, it was a good moment. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, I will say, like, I know we, we spoke about this earlier, mm -hmm. but we're, we're both involved in Season of Pride, mid mm -hmm. Season of Pride, uh, which is a, again, a fantastic event for LGBTQIA plus uh, streamers and um, devs in general. Mm -hmm. uh, well, why do you think uh, events like that are, are important and why is it important to, to you to be a part of those? Yeah, so it's, it's really important to me um, because one um so i i'm pan um and sometimes i have a feeling of not i'm i'm dating a woman but i still sometimes like feel like really like i joked about it but i do sometimes feel like a fake gay sometimes because you know people are so like pan biphobic yeah. and it sucks but being a part of like summer of pride with all of these just very out and proud um like lgbtqa plus streamers really validates me and feels like yes i do belong you know and yes mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. do have a place here um and it, it's nice because when i first started streaming um i barely knew any other lgbtqa plus streamers like mm. it i couldn't find any of them at the beginning um so seeing all of them like together and seeing all these like wonderful games and um creators really just it it feels good it it feels great to have these other streamers that get it you know that like mm. get the struggle mm -hmm. of it and mm -hmm. get what it's like to be on this platform and i don't know it's it's very validating and nice to me and just feels very comfortable and inclusive yeah yeah. Definitely, Aww. definitely. Um, for people that are sort of coming into the streaming world, what advice would you have um, for other LGBTQ people that are either starting to stream or thinking about streaming? Mm. Um, I would say definitely um, figure out, first figure out what your boundaries are, like figure out what you're comfortable with, um, mm. like sharing, like maybe like, if, if you're not fully like out yet, um, maybe just take it slow with that. Um, mm, like mm. figure out about that. Um, but don't feel like I, there was a big post going ar around a while ago where a lot of people were kind of like gatekeeping the, uh, like LGBTQIA plus tag, um, and like uh, interviewing oh, people. Yes. Do, do you remember about that, Mia? Yeah, I, it was, I can't quite, I've got a terrible memory. So if you could remind me, that would be okay. fantastic. So there were some people that were, and they were getting congratulated for this. They were going into the tags mm. and like being like, are you really gay? Like, are you sure? Like all this other yeah. stuff, or are you trans? Or, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was really gross it's because I know a lot of people that like don't have a label for themselves yet and will stream mm. under that. Um, mm -hmm. And it really made them feel very invalidated, um, especially a lot of BIPAN people, you know? Um, and I think like, even if, even if you're not sure about whatever, you're welcome to use the tag, feel free to. And if anyone tells you differently, frick them, you know, um, but yeah. be, make sure you're comfortable with that. And if you're not yet, that's okay. Like if you're not 
comfortable using like whatever tags about your identity, maybe just like try it out. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. Like you're still valid, mm -hmm. even if you're not mm -hmm. out about it. I don't know. That's exactly. No, I, I totally mm -hmm. feel you there. Like I've got a friend who's, um, by mm -hmm. and uh she's she's so hesitant at any time yeah. to to use mm -hmm. any of the tags and things because like she's in a relationship with a guy so yeah. she kind of feels like an imposter mm -hmm. in that way and it's it's so horrible sometimes like the the way that people are uh, kind of like guilted out of, yeah. of being their true self mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. within the lgbtqa plus community mm -hmm. um and for me as well if i wasn't trans like yeah. my sexuality is, is constantly all over the place and mm -hmm. i haven't quite pinned that down Mm -hmm. uh, myself so I'd probably be in a very similar position yeah so, yeah definitely just don't feel um like like you need to say something straight yeah you you don't have to and you even if you don't have a label for yourself and also that's how I kind of feel about the ally tag because I know it was controversial a little bit but I think a lot mm -hmm. of it's so I think 90% of people that are LGBTQIA plus start as an ally and that's how they get into the scene. Mm. And that's how they like get like they go to pride as an ally or they go to be seen as mm. an ally. Um, and I think we need to stop being so strict to people about this and stop gatekeeping it because yeah, you're pushing people out of the community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, it, it, it's, it definitely sends a clear message as well mm -hmm. to to people that this space is, is an inclusive space. Yeah, to, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely had my mind changed on that because mm -hmm. like, I was always of the idea of like, well, if you're an ally, you, you don't need an ally type because everybody should be an mm -hmm. ally. But for the mass, the vast majority of people on, on mm -hmm. Twitch, like, again, the gamer bros, mm -hmm. um, they might see that tag in someone's stream and be like, what, what's that all about? You know, mm -hmm. and then, yeah. you know, either that you educate them or you boot them out of that community, yeah. which is uh, very, very easy and creates a lot more mm -hmm. safe spaces for LGBT plus people and mm -hmm. i think it's a disservice to say you know we should just get rid of it because everybody should be an ally i agree i agree um i think mm -hmm. it's it's like not everyone of course not everyone who is an ally is lgbtqia plus but I, again the majority of people that are allies mm -hmm. or the majority of people that are lgbtqia plus were allies so it's mm -hmm. just it's it's important to remember and it's yeah. important to it's, be nice to it's people. Good to have spaces where people can like question themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Things, so. That yeah. way they can Definitely. step into it, you know, and transition into it. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. So, moving on, when everything is 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 done, when when everything opens back up mm -hmm. and this whole you know <laughs> pandemic thing is passed, mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that you would like to do in the future, either online or offline, that that you're looking forward to? Um, TwitchCon. <laughs> Very mm. excited about TwitchCon. TwitchCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Mm. Maybe packs and stuff. Um, yeah. I just want to go to more gaming conventions. I haven't gotten to do that mm -hmm. much. Um, honestly, I'm I'm not the best with like crowds. Like I have pretty bad like agoraphobia and stuff. So mm. it, it makes it a little rough, but um I, I would love to travel more and do that more. Um, I will say one of my favorite memories from from TwitchCon was mm -hmm. literally just walking through the the um mm -hmm. the the outside halls or whatever it was and, and mm -hmm. literally just like spotting you and like <laughs> yeah. just hearing like that squeal and, and then just running over and like the big hug that made me extremely happy. It was so, so yeah, I was... still have the keychain that you gave oh, really? me. Yeah, I oh. still have it. It's in my it's in my little drawer over there. I, mm. I keep meaning to like put it on my keys, but I keep forgetting because I also don't want to scratch it up, but it's it's mm, like mm, OG mm. Uva. I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Oh yeah. As, like you said, PAX, is there anything else that you'd want to do or? Um, I would just, I'd like to maybe like travel to Europe at some point, Ooh. but that's, that's money. But I think it would be really fun mm -hmm. to do, just do more traveling in general, like outside of the mm -hmm. U.S. or just in places in the U.S. I haven't been. I well, of course, there's the Gaming Awards in 2022. Yeah, maybe. Which I, I, I cool. genuinely, genuinely can't say anything about, but, but clear, your <laughs> clear your diary in early April. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, as always, uh, we finish with our quick fire questions. Uh, it's nice and spontaneous. Don't even start, mm -hmm. stop and think about it. Like the first thing that comes into your head. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. And we'll power through. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'll start this off quickly. What's been your favorite game this year? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, cool. What was the most memorable game from your childhood? Dragon Age 2. Nice. Ooh, yeah. nice. who is your favorite video game character? Uh, Fenris Dragon Age 2. <laughs> uh, what game do you most want a sequel to? Dragon Age 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing where this is going. Yeah. Who who would be your dream stream guest if you say a voice actor from Dra Dragon Age 2? Kitty and every Dragon Age 2. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Meg Turney. Meg yeah, Turney for real. Meg Turney? Okay. Yeah. In love with her. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Uh, Dragon Age 4. <laughs> okay. And Endwalker, Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, yeah. Good answers. Um, if you were marooned... I, okay. I know what's I can see what's coming out of the next question. But <laughs> okay. Please go for if, it. Okay. Scenario. You're marooned mm -hmm. on an island. Oh, okay. What three games would you want to have with you? Now it can be... This game mm -hmm. has wonderful internet connection, apparently. Okay. But you're not using it to escape. Um, definitely Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> Dragon Age Two. Um, oh, I, I'm thinking. Oh God. Uh, the Genshin. There we go. Genshin. Cool. 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 Dope. Uh, which game has the best soundtrack? Fourteen. Final Fantasy Fourteen. Sorry, these are all my answers. <laughs> it has a great oh. soundtrack. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it has a fantastic soundtrack. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, you uh, got to get oh, to that Lord. Shadow Walkers. Shadow Walkers? Sorry. Shadowbringers soundtrack more. It's Chef's Kiss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I will say, um, this is the last question. You feel okay. free to take your time on this, okay? Okay. Uh, where can people find your content? And oh. what have you got coming up on the channel? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, Twitch.tv slash FoxQueen. Um, I've got a lot of, uh, as as stated, uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Genshin Impact. Uh, but um, I, I've got Summer of Pride soon. Like I said, this Wednesday is when that'll be uh, my first day. And then I have two more days i think the week after um maybe the week week at i don't know how long july is but it's it's july 21st and then 27th and i think 28th something like that sometime around that time um and then um everywhere else uh romping fox uh twitter uh tiktok uh fox Queen on youtube stuff like that 
yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Um, Alice, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having it's me. It's been a pleasure. It's been an utter pleasure, despite the thunder, despite oh, the, so uh, sorry. The, 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 <laughs> gay, honestly... the gay good Lord smiting us. Um, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's what I get for living in the Bible Belt, I'm telling you. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, had, you had a gay thought and they just cut the internet. I know. Exactly. <laughs> There's cameras in the walls. They're listening to everything they talk. You're talking about that gay right stuff. Now. Into that town. Turn the internet off. <laughs> my yeah. um, my CIA agent was watching my webcam and was like, <laughs> yeah. "We gotta get it. We gotta get it down." Yeah, bit yeah. too gay. Bit too gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was for your own protection. I know. Uh, based I know. on where you are. So, okay, yeah. I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody for joining us on this very special DigiPride edition of the Gaming Podcast Live. Now we'll be back in a, another two weeks with another gaming podcast live digipride special hopefully you can join us then absolutely and thank you everyone for pair for, for coming in if you are new here thank you please hit that follow button uh, as mia said we go live every two weeks uh we have some fantastic stuff extra stuff coming up as well in that meantime uh right here on twitch.tv slash gaming mag um to do a digipride some fantastic stream panels uh pa- yeah mm-hmm. stream panels with the stream queens uh a fantastic uh don't forget about more information to follow on uh, our fantastic Trans Four Guys uh, tourney that's coming up, and this yes, Friday. this Friday, uh, this Friday, yeah. exactly, yes, exactly. Uh, and if you want to listen to any of these episodes, the Game Podcast Live is available on all good podcast platforms. Yep, that it is. And if you're listening on those platforms and you want to watch the recordings live, it's a bit of a uh, message you had this bit. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag and hit the follow button. But that's it for this week. In the meantime, do not forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine, and uh, we will see you all soon. Bye for now. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs>